Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit Podcast. I'm Baruch Halevi, also known as B, and I am your guide to and through all things Enneagram. Victor Frankel, the, the work of my teacher and mentor, founder of Logotherapy, meaning-centered, not just therapy, but living, and bringing those two worlds together in my brand, what I call the Defiant Spirit. So if you're just joining us, over the past couple of weeks, we've been marching through the fundamentals of the Enneagram numbers. We started with Enneagram 1, 2, and now this week we're on to Enneagram number 3. As you can see behind me, 1, 2, 3, the Achiever. Can you read that? I think you can. And many of you are listening, so everything I will share as a slide on the video, I will also describe to you in the audio. I wanted to create a... Um, one through nine fundamentals of the Enneagram so that I could refer clients and people who ask me about them. And people ask me about the Enneagram now all the time. Sorry, I got something in my eye here. Um, to just give them a more kind of a methodical understanding of each type. Now, I have a new program that's just kind of launching. It's It's done. I just haven't quite figured out how to get it all online with the right emails and the right process. But nonetheless, um, I'm using it now, and it's called the Defiance Spirit. And I'll be using some of the slides from my program, but not giving away the entire program, only because, um, A, I'd like for you to buy it, but B, um, it's just too long and not necessary for the fundamentals. When you do buy the Defiance Spirit, you get, um, currently you get an Enneagram assessment, a very high level one, not kind of the garbage freebies, but... Um, that the gold standard of the Enneagram assessments, and then you get your ebook with videos and a workbook. And so you can get those over at defiantspirit.org. We're going to be looking at Enneagram 3, The Achiever. First, I'm going to do a video and audio on The Achiever Fundamentals, which is what you're listening to. And then my good friend and partner in all things Enneagram and money, finance, and wealth, Michael Feiner and I, will be doing the same thing for um, for the Enneagram 3, but through the lens of wealth, or we call the growth investor. And I'll also probably be doing one on leadership styles as well, since I have another offering. And these other ones are really for businesses. Um, the business offerings are Wealth 360 and Lead 360. And then for the general audience, everybody else, it's just the Defy Your Number program, and we're covering Enneagram 3, The Achiever. So enough talking, let's get rolling. Here we go, Enneagram 3. This is how it looks for those of you watching. Um, I love the colors that my artist came up with and the design, the look, the feel. I'm just very proud of not only the context, but the way it's being delivered, the context, but I also, most importantly, am proud of the content. So let's talk about the achiever. 
um, sometimes called, I don't know, the winner, the competitor, the victor, all of them giving the same flavor. You get the point. I like the achiever because it's, um, it's a little less, I don't know, competition-y, if you will, sportsy, if you will. Although it's, there's just no way around it. Enneagram threes are their winners and especially in sports. If you look at the mega athletes, the mega stars, right? They just kind of transcend all genres. Uh, Michael Jordan, well, I'm looking here, but I'll also name some that aren't here. Michael Phelps, um, who else are the mega athletes? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Simone Biles, Tiger Woods. Um, I was just listening to a podcast about Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, the list is like staggering. I would say disproportionately, the mega athletic stars are Enneagram threes because, you know, from a very young age, they have been achievers, winners, competitors. They've been encouraged. They've been rewarded. We'll talk more about why that is and how that is. But for now, it's safe to say that Enneagram threes are winners. Not all Enneagram threes end up in athletics or superstardom, but if you're a superstar and you're in athletics, probably statistically speaking, you're going to be an Enneagram three. But on this page, as you can see, also we have other um, famous, famous people outside of sports. We have Joe Biden. He's argued to be maybe a six, um, maybe a I forget what else he's argued. I, I believe he's a three. I've seen really enough over the past two years to see that he is, um, well, I'll get into why he's a three, but he's a three. And Kamala Harris, I think for sure is a three. Um, you also have, oh yeah, Serena Williams, sports. Tony Robbins, kind of a quintessential three. Everybody knows who Tony Robbins is. Arnold Schwarzenegger, a crossover acting politician, though arguably more um, well, I'm not going to get into politics or bad acting. You'll make up your own mind. But Will Smith, you know, Will Smith will get into the lower side of the three and what happened at the, was it the Academy Awards, the slap heard around the world. Beyonce, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a is one of those threes who is a three. He plays threes. And like in every movie he's been in, whether it's Tom Cruise in a car, Tom Cruise in a plane, Tom Cruise in a uh, spy you know, outfit. He's always an Enneagram three. William Shatner, also known as Captain Kirk, definitely a three. And then you get into tons and tons of investor and um, business folks. Jeff Bezos, um, Michael Bloomberg. I mean, really, the list in that space is just endless. So disproportionate wealth, disproportionate business acumen and success and disproportionate threes. You can get more of that one in the lead 360 program, which is built all around them. Okay. So those are some famous threes. I think you get the flavor. These are mega stars. Elvis, I forgot to mention, he's definitely a three sliced alone. Okay. So what are the core values of a three? This is one of the easier ones you already know. I'm just going to tell you what you already know. And then we'll talk more about, you know, like how does it help you to know these things? Success. Success is really the benchmark for a three's life. Did they succeed? Did they not succeed? Things are oftentimes binary for a three in simple, you know, kind of win-loss columns. And whether it's sports or whether it's 
business or whether it's school or whether it's friendships, they just tend to see the world through the paradigm of win-loss. And oftentimes, 4-3, we'll get into it, it's a zero-sum game where somebody's win has to be somebody's loss and, and vice versa. And you can imagine the competitive atmosphere that that creates around and within a three. Um, threes are also efficient because if you think about success, think about it, for instance, in the business, the marketplace, if you're going to be successful, you better be efficient. It's hard to be inefficient and successful and sustain that model. Of course, you can do it, but to be sustainable over the long haul, right, to build a major brand, for instance, you're going to have to be efficient. And threes are nothing if not efficient. Now, sometimes over effective, and that's when you can get yourself into trouble. We'll get there. Threes have a natural confidence. It's hard not to when Ever since you've been, you know, old enough to walk and you can remember, you have been rewarded and you've responded to that, um, that, that being rewarded for crossing the finish line, so to speak, for, you know, being the first toddler to whatever, to read and you're rewarded, whatever the kind of the area was, threes start responding to that and they grow confident in their abilities. Oftentimes, threes will take on a subject or um, an endeavor or a task that they're they're given without knowing how. They'll just do it and they'll figure it out. And usually they will succeed. Um, growth. Threes want to grow. They want to be the best version of themselves when they're doing the work. They want to be known as the hardest working type. I would throw into this um, image. They're incredibly image conscious which may sound like a negative, but certainly not because image consciousness is, you know, taking care of yourself, presenting yourself in a, in an appropriate and impressive way. So it can certainly be a positive. And of course, going along with this last but not least on the slide, ambition, right? Threes are just ambitious. Originally, I was going to call them um, something along those lines, or maybe that was the leadership program I did, the ambitious leader. But it does have a an edge to it that I, I don't think it really defines all threes because I I work with threes sometimes who, who don't see themselves as, you know, competitor or victors out in the, the arena of life. It's more subtle for some threes, especially if they're self-preservation, which is a subtype of three. But nonetheless, they all have an ambition, a drive to them. And that's probably a better word for a three. They're all driven or motivated to varying degrees, but it is a common denominator throughout threes. So I'm not going to do all of this. I'm just giving you a taste of, a flavor of the Enneagram three. In the remaining time we have, though, we'll look, certainly look at, at um, this slide. This slide is called the view from three. And what I do in this slide, I do for every number is just how the three walks this world, sort of what they what they feel, what they see, what drives them, their motivation. And especially this first one, I call it the core idealized self. What does that mean? It just means it's that tape playing in the back of our head. Um, you know, if you're not a three, this one probably isn't so true. I don't have this so much as an eight, although threes and eights, I'm an, I'm an eight, a challenger, and threes and eights have a lot in common from an energetic perspective. Like we're both 
Threes, eights, and then sevens, the enthusiasts, are the most energetic types. We're all forward-thinking, future-oriented. So there's a similar vibe or energy with threes and eights, but our motivation is very different. Our core idealized self is very different. So a three has in the back of their head, I am effective, I am efficient, I am victorious, I am a winner, right? Just kind of variations on this, but on loop over and over and over. I am, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm victorious. And so this just drives them. It's nagging. And, and you can imagine how it creates a very competitive person and a competitive atmosphere. Sometimes that's a positive. But I hear from a lot of threes or people with threes that, you know, when it translates to the living room from the boardroom and it moves over from um, their professional life to the monopoly family monopoly game, and that threeness just comes out and, you know, like the grown man, 50-year-old man, uh, Enneagram 3, kind of corporate raider, kick-ass, take names at work. It doesn't work so well when you, you know, beat the crap out of your 8-year-old daughter at Monopoly and stand up and, you know, shout uh, shout shaming victory chants at her. No, I'm sure that doesn't happen. But I, I think that um, Enneagram 3 is certainly could do this if they weren't doing my program and doing the work and becoming responsive and not reactive because there is just that win-lose piece and that's the next part the, the worldview you know that drives them to go out into the world and just see it again as winners and losers and there's no nuance you're one or you're the other and if you're one you're not the other so and they don't want to be the the loser they want to be the winner and that sometimes can come at a cost it can come at cost at um, yes, you win the battle, but you lose the war. And oftentimes that has to do with relationships where they may they might be right. I would imagine threes are right more often than not in a technical sense, in an effective or efficient sense, but not necessarily in the, in the realm of human relations. So a lot of threes I know struggle outside of the boardroom, outside of their business, or even within their business because business is about relationships. And threes really need to work to get back to that place of true success, a holistic approach to victory. And it's not just the bottom line. So where does this come from? You know, this, this core motivation of outpacing, outrunning the next guy, the next gal, as I said here, to be the best, to, um, to, and this is saying it positively, I would say it more negatively in this situation, maybe I go back and rewrite this, to not be a loser, right? It's not always the same thing as to be the winner, but to not be the loser, there's a fear around this for threes, that loss is more than just the outward checkered flag. It's an internalization of not being the one to get the checkered flag, not being the one to get the trophy, not being worthy and that's really where you get into the heart of this for a three. Threes grapple with so much pain and suffering around the thought of being a loser. And for a thousand different reasons, they either were told or have come to believe that not to win is not a loss. It's not that they lost. It's that they are a loss. It's that they're a lost cause. It's they're, they're not worthy of love if they're not winning. That's a really painful place to be, especially in an American Western culture. We have bred a culture of threes. 
It's been said that America is an Enneagram 3 country. And yes, I do believe countries, organizations, even family units can take on or have a have a soul, have an essence, have an Enneagram flavor type for better and for worse, reactive and responsive. Um, you can feel it when you're in, with certain companies have that. And Michael and I talk a lot about that in Wealth360. As an example, at Enneagram 3 founders, I mentioned Jeff Bezos, and Enneagram 3 company, Amazon, quintessential three. I mean, there isn't even a close, they don't have a close competitor, first of all. There isn't like a second place Amazon. Maybe there is, but I can't name it. I can only name the winner, right? We remember the winners. We use the winners. I, I engage with Jeff Bezos's winning edge at least once a day, it seems like twice a day, three times a day, right? Where the Amazon person is at my door. Um, and that is all about winning. That's about efficiency, effectiveness. Um, I think of efficiency, I think of Amazon. You know, uh, uh, maybe it was a month ago, I guess, I lost my AirPods. So I thought, okay, well, fine. I, I don't have time to go to Best Buy where I usually get them. So I just ordered them through Amazon. And I ordered them, I want to say at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. They were here. I mean, this is the world we live in now for better and sometimes for worse. It might be nice to have a little bit of a gap in there. I might have changed my mind. I didn't, but I might have. And I wouldn't have had time to change it. Although with Amazon efficiency, you could just return it. No problems. No questions asked. So, you know, this is a winning culture and it's a winning environment. And it's corporate America is a three. The U.S. is a three. Sorry, corporations in general are a three by nature, because at the end of the day, it's about answering to your shareholders and they want to win. So it's, it's very hard to get beyond that in a corporate environment. Now you can, but you got to work against the natural flow of the threeness in a corporate setting. I know I tried bringing conscious capitalism to the corporate sector. Um, it was really, really hard because even though most of these corporations talk a good game when it comes to investing dollars, which means taking away dollars from their stakeholders, that's a different issue. And so we may say we want more for threes or three cultures, but do we? Do we really? Or have we created a society, a culture, um, an ethos of three, of bottom line, of victory, of profit. So threes are up against the challenge. We all are up against the challenge because this is the world we live in. Let me just say one thing because my threes listening, I think they think I pick on them too much um, or unfair to threes, especially my good friend, Michael, who is a three. He's a self-preservation three. We'll talk about that in a subtype conversation. So he doesn't look like your typical three, but a three nonetheless. And he thinks I beat up on white collar criminals. Um, actually thinks I beat up on threes because most threes, as I have come to see, believe in my research is frankly proven, is that most white collar criminals are threes. And I'll tell you why in a second. And so we'd like to scapegoat the threes. We like to pin the collapse of, let's say, an entire company on, like Enron on a three, Jeffrey Skilling or some of the other leaders, when in fact, you know, it takes a community 
to conspire. Bernie Madoff, a three. It wasn't just Bernie. I don't care. There is just no way you are running the world's history's biggest Ponzi scheme and nobody knows what you're doing, including your wife, including your sons. Sorry, that's not true. So we're all complicit in these cultures and threes oftentimes are the fall guy, fall gal, like in the case of... um, why can I never remember her name? She's the one, Thera, the, um, Thera, the, God. I can't remember her name, but you know she's the one who was busted for the technology startup that went you know huge, became a unicorn, and ultimately um, was a farce, was a a lie, a Ponzi scheme of its own sorts. Elizabeth Holmes, that's who it is. Theranos, there it is. Okay. So we like to scapegoat them, but the truth is, is we are all living in a um, Enneagram 3 society, and we are all Enneagram 3s. We are all material girls living in a material world. I won't break out in song. So get back to the slide for those of you listening. want to just focus on a couple more um, core components of a three. Threes orient themselves outward into the world, into the future. They're future focused. And this is part of why they are so important in our society. It's why they've moved the ball down the field, literally, like a lot of professional athletes, but also figuratively. And I guess that was the other thing I was saying is that we like to scapegoat them, but we don't always attribute to our accomplishments, achievements, success, especially in the West, to threes. You know, we like to wax poetic about the East. I hear all the time how enlightened the East is and how amazing it is and the spirituality of Eastern traditions. I go to yoga and I have all these yoga teachers telling me every time just how amazing that culture is and how horrible our culture is. It's garbage. It's not true. There's shadows to both. We need both types of energies. And it's true that Eastern philosophies and Eastern practices like yoga aren't um, three-ish in nature. They're much more five-ish, kind of contemplative or nine-ish, a little more peaceful. But the truth is, a teacher of mine, Dennis Prager, once said, how many hospitals do you know of that were really built because of an Eastern philosophical mindset? There are some. There are some Buddhist hospices, but by and large, they're Catholic, they're Lutheran, they're Jewish. They're very three in orientation, achievement-oriented, production-oriented, efficient-oriented. The three culture has contributed so much to a better world. If you go to India, you're going to see a lot of starvation. I'm not talking like the homeless people here in Denver where I live, where there's just a ton of them, but by and large, they're not starving. I'm not suggesting that they're living the life, but we have systems in place to take care of them, to feed them, to house them. Is it good enough? Of course not. Compared to utopia, everything sucks. But I'm not comparing it to utopia. I'm comparing it to India, where there isn't that social welfare system like there is in the West. Well, that's a three contribution. Thank God for threes. They have moved the ball of our society forward. We are a better place because of the threes. We have efficient Plumbing. You know, I was told once that the most important contribution to the history of, in, of humanity, 
that moved us forward more than anything else. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're not politicians. We're not. They're plumbers. Plumbers. The people who take the shit and get it out of our house and away from our personhood because disease changed once we had sanitary you know, systems in place. That's three. Those are efficient, right? They, they're, they're effective. They help us move forward. So I can't say enough good things about three. Threes are always looking to the future so they can be innovators. They can be pivoting on a dime, changing direction, which is what all companies do. You know, Jeff Bezos didn't start the everything store. He started a used bookstore. That's what Amazon was. And then he started listening to the market and adapting and pivoting. And that's where threes are, have a superpower. They can see what's next. They can anticipate two steps ahead. And then this next part, core reference or other. Re so core reference is how we reference or orient ourselves in the world by either ourselves, kind of seeing ourselves as the orientation point, seeing other people or things outside of us as the orientation point, or more of a conflicted stance. Well, um, threes are other referencing. So it doesn't mean they're selfless. It means that they are very aware of their circumstances and their surroundings. They just have a heightened sensitivity to what's going on outside of them. Now, this can get them into trouble. They can fail to develop their inner life. I would say threes and sevens really have to stand guard against this because they can lose themselves. They're moving so fast, especially in the business environments, and they're pivoting so quickly, they sometimes will pivot away from their core values and, and start to lose themselves. So... But it's also a superpower because when they're out in, you know, the marketplace, out in the world, they can move faster than your average Joe. They can become, they're malleable, adaptable. They're not stuck and rigid sometimes like a one or like an eight. And they just really know what's needed. Different than an Enneagram seven. I would say Enneagram seven and threes maybe eights, are the most represented in the startups that I work with or I know of. Um, they are, they're just able to keep up with that pace. I would imagine Silicon Valley is half, three, seven, and eights on one side with the CEO, right, or the founder. And I would say on the other side, it's like Enneagram fives with the CTO, with the technology people. Um, but on the founder or the CEO side, it's usually a three, seven, or eight because there's this just energy. But the difference is, is the threes are grounded in what's needed, what's wanted. Sevens can go off to la-la land and create things that just can't possibly work. And eights can just, you know, just be eight holes and uh, not be quite as adaptive or responsive to other people. But threes have that, that sweet spot. And if they do their work and they can maintain that, they become the most effective leaders. They become the most effective business people. They become the most effective salespeople. Um, they just have a sixth sense for knowing what's needed, knowing the fastest, most efficient way to get there and able to deliver. They can lose themselves. And one of the ways they can lose themselves on this page is um, they become human doings. You know, Enneagram 3s, have to stand guard against this. My teacher Wayne Dyer quoting somebody else talks about the difference between human beings and human doings. And human doings go against human nature. We're not here to do. 
We're here to partially do, but we're also here to to be, to be present. I mean, it says even God worked six days and took a day off. Threes didn't get that memo. So oftentimes they will just keep doing, keep working, and they will define themselves by that doing, see themselves as a human doing, and they are as good as they can produce. I've mentioned before, I've done many, many funerals when I, back in the day, was a rabbi. And a lot of them probably were threes because they were successful business people. And I saw what happened in retirement to threes and eights and a few other types, but especially threes. They had a hard time transitioning because the pace isn't as fast and they're not needed as much and they're not victorious in an obvious, explicit way. So they have a hard time if they're starting out late in life life, reinventing themselves to reinvent themselves and to get back into the realm of human being because they're no longer just human doings. And that's a very hard thing for a three. So I have a lot more pages and this is just phase one. If you want more pages, jump over to defiantspirit.org, reach out to me. We'll get you set up so you can learn more about your Enneagram three. Um, And I have a fun page. I just love this page. I'm going to flip to it for those looking, for those who aren't. It's um, called the bonus section, Name That Three. And I have threes in um, on TV, from, from TV shows and also from movies. And you get to sift through this and see who's a Enneagram Three. But um, here, a couple of my favorite threes in this. I mentioned before Will Smith. Will Smith tends to play threes. He definitely is a three. I mentioned before the slap heard around the world. You know, threes can get caught up in image. And what does it look like? And everybody's looking at me, so I got to perform. Sometimes they're called the performers. They tend to be good actors or actresses. And Will Smith is a great actor. And in some ways, I think he was kind of playing a part up on the stage when he slapped poor Enneagram 6 Chris Rock, who was, um, you know, unassuming and unsuspecting and already a fearful type, just slapped him for really no good reason. I mean, if you listen to what, what the fiasco was about, it was a much to do, much to do about nothing. But you could tell he lost himself in the performance and for other reasons he can lose themselves in arrogance as well gordon gecko um i know michael if you're listening that's one of your favorite threes name that movie gordon gecko the original wall street that's right maybe it was the, the remake too was that also gordon gecko i know the first one was so you know you can see the darker side of threes all throughout our society um but then there's also just amazing lovable threes like um Jennifer Aniston's character and friends um blanked on her name I know you all know it my daughters know it they watch friends nonstop they love her and her threeness and um Cam from Modern Family just a lovable performing actor look at me kind of a three but I do think threes get bad raps in general and especially in cinema um where we like to pick on them. If you are a three, you need to know that you have unbelievable superpowers and that when you go deeper, when you make your stand in your values, man, there is no more powerful Enneagram type to be than a responsive, not reacting three. We all have three within us. And so even if it's not your core type, maybe it's part of your whole type. That's where you think like one of the three numbers 
in the head triad, you act like one of the three numbers in the gut triad, and you feel like one of the three numbers in the feeling triad. And so you might not be a core type three, but you might have three as your feeling type, which you look like a three. And if that's not the case, we all have three in us. You have all nine numbers within you. It's energy. So we have to learn how to access this, to develop it, to draw upon the superpower, to defy the kryptonite, to defy the shadow side. Let me end with one other thing. And that is threes are oftentimes not thought of as the heart type. So if you're looking, I have the slide here. Two, three, and four are the heart types. Well, the middle number in each of the triads, so the three in the heart types, the six in the head types, and the nine in the gut body instinct types, are all in conflict with that particular center of intelligence, that that particular thing. And so when I say threes are heart types, feeling types, they're oftentimes not thought of or they don't think of themselves as heart types or feeling types, but they are. They're smack dab in the middle. They've learned to push down the emotions, to make them take a, a back seat to thinking and to action. But my point of sharing this with you is to remember that if you are a three or if you have a three in your life, threes have huge hearts. In some ways, they have the biggest hearts. And when they do the work of accessing their heart, of being in touch with their heart, of sharing their heart, there is no better Enneagram type to be than you, Enneagram 3. I'm going to end there because that was a great rhyme and no better place to end. Um, if you want more, jump over to defiantspirit.org. Stay tuned for more on Enneagram 3 and Wealth 360 with my good friend Michael Feiner and I. Or you can go back and listen to the other Enneagram types. And pretty soon we'll have all nine types right here raring for you to binge as you get more of all the types in today, Enneagram 3. Until next time, defy your number, live your spirit. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your defiance.